Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk Recorded live. Good evening. Welcome to Elder's Targeted Individual Community Call. It's Saturday, November 11, 2017. So I had one of these perpetrators that lives um, next door at 420 Erdley Avenue in Pacific Grove, California. Um, there are a couple that live there, and they were recruited early on to help facilitate this community-based harassment. They, um, they're a young couple, so they're easily recruited, but they have become highly indoctrinated with this domestic terror state-sponsored state corporate and academia-sponsored sanctioned and covered-up domestic terrorist organization. So I was quietly, I have a relative that lives close, uh, really close. I can walk over there. And so the relationship is fine. We don't talk about my targeting. But by the same token, we don't, uh, there's also other people who should not interfere in other people's lives. But this young, this woman in her 20s who teaches at, uh, she just got her teaching credential from CSU Monterey Bay. And she is a middle school teacher in Seaside at King Middle School. So I warn the Monterey Unified School District to be careful with perpetrators because they will indoctrinate these children into, hate, into becoming haters. And you don't want teachers who are out there who are, who are or who believe that it is okay to target other people within their neighborhood. She poses a danger to those children, and people should be careful. Protect your children from this type of cult-driven indoctrination. So that being said, <clears throat> I was over there and we were out with the dog and she, my aunt just got a dog. And so we're minding our own business. And she comes over there because she wants to cause problems, okay? So if someone is sincere in the nature of wanting to have a truce with their neighbors, they would come to your door at your house, knock on your door, and privately have a conversation with you. Not go around telling other people about what they think about you, but actually talk to you about it. But see, we're dealing with cowards who go around smearing the character and credibility of innocent people in order to deflect the guilt of what they know they are involved with. And I will swear to that in a court of law. Trish and Sean at 420 early are actively involved with a domestic terrorist organization, and I will never change that opinion. So part of what they do is they believe that you don't want conflict with your family, so they think that if they broach these subjects in order to character and credibility assassinate you in front of a family and or friend or a peer at work, that somehow they can intimidate you into keeping silent about what they continue to actively participate in. And see, the reason why I know that this couple is guilty is because of the very fact that if she wanted to have a truce and was a sincere person, she would have knocked on my door at my house. But she didn't choose to do that. What she chose to do was have a confrontation, and when I told her, that we would never be friends, I would never trust them, period. And I didn't want to talk to her. She continued because she thought that she could prey upon a family member. She thinks because she lives there that my aunt knows who she is. Well, she doesn't. All she knows are these people who smile. But you know what? So did Jeffrey Dahmer and a whole lot of other serial killers out there were her neighbors who smiled at their neighbors. It doesn't make them innocent. It just means they can smile and portray an act of innocence. <laughs> so anyway, you can tell when someone really isn't sincere about what they, their intentions are because they're having a conflict or they're attempting to create a conflict between you and a family. 
family member, a friend, a co-worker, etc. In a public setting and attempting to act like they are the innocent party in all of it. Why do you have to try so hard to prove that you're innocent in front of other people? That only shows me just how guilty you really are, Trish, at 420 Erdley Avenue in Pacific Grove, California. So you see, if you really wanted to make amends, you would knock on that person's door and say, I've been involved or whatever, and I I apologize for what I'm doing. There was no apology there. It was all about premeditated with the intent to cause conflict and division with with you and some other person. That's an act of malice, not an act of kindness and or sincerity. And that's what these cult-driven, indoctrinated don't seem to grasp. What kind of good people who are claiming to want to have a truth would sit there and create conflict and then claim that they're going to call the police on you and even though you're not threatening them? But see, they use all these keywords to give the false impression to the other person listening that somehow they're the innocent party. Now, why would innocent people need to impugn your character and credibility if they wanted to have a truce. That's the complete diametric opposite of what that person's intent was. So Trish at 420 Erdley, who's a middle school teacher at middle school, is a dangerous individual because she no longer recognizes the fact that what she did was not attempting in a sincere manner to have a truce. What she did was a premeditated malicious act in order to cause deliberate conflict between me and a family member, period. Like I said, if the person was sincere, they would have knocked on my door at my house. Not attempted to create a scene of I'm so fucking innocent I would never do something like that. Can't you see how innocent I am? Oh, look it. I've lived here for so long. I am a nice person. We are nice people. We would never do something to harm a family member of yours. Really, is that why you needed to have that conversation? Because you protest too much, Trish, at 420 Erdley Avenue in Pacific Grove, California. So remember, when you're indoctrinated to the point that you can't even see that you're indoctrinated into a domestic terrorist organization, into a cult-driven domestic terrorist organization, what you think you did was somehow an olive branch. Really, what people claim to do an olive branch when they're trying to cause a deliberate conflict between you and a family member or you and a friend or you and your partner that's not a friend. That's not someone who claims to have or, or wants to have a truce. That's someone who, with first-degree malicious intent, intended to cause deliberate conflict. That is not an innocent person. That is a perpetrator. That is a sociopath. That is someone who is so indoctrinated that they can look at other people and actually believe that what they think they're doing was for something nicer, less harmful. What good does it do when you don't have the courage to knock on my house, my door, and have that conversation? You did it, Trish, at 420 Erdley in Pacific Grove, California, because you wanted to cause deliberate conflict. That is, that is a malicious act. That is not an olive branch, and that is not a truth. That is to create conflict. So how innocent is that person really? Well, I'm going to get into something called the dark triad. Because, you see, people cannot be recruited into organizations that cause deliberate conflict, that want to see dissension and harm and division with other people, to try to isolate individuals. That is not someone normal 
who does things like that. That is someone who's borderline or full-blown in a psychopathology. That is someone who thinks that they can throw out words to try to deflect who they really are by putting it against an innocent person. And that is exactly what Trish at 420 Erdley Avenue in Pacific Grove, California, did. She's trying to deflect who she really is by attempting to reflect it on the person who told her, and these are boundaries. I don't have anything to say to you. We're never going to be friends. I don't care about your truth, and be done with it. But she had to sit there and go on and on and on about how innocent she thinks she is. But delusionals actually believe it. Indoctrinated people believe that what they do is not wrong. Cult-driven fanatics also believe that what they do is not wrong. Normal people would come to my door and say, hey, is there a problem? Normal people don't go try recruiting other neighbors to join forces and then go quietly talk to your relatives about who they think you are. Evil people with intent to cause harm, to impugn the character and credibility of other people, do things like that. So this one comes over there, and she won't leave because she's so fucking indoctrinated into this domestic terrorist organization that she literally is sitting there, and she tries to deflect everything I'm saying and trying to put it right back on me, and I put it right back on her. Because normal people don't do things like that. They don't try to get you in trouble with someone in your family or your friends or your coworkers. They don't do things like that. Normal people don't do things like that. Evil, twisted, sadistic people do things like that because they enjoy seeing the suffering of other people. And I guarantee that Trish at 420 Erdley in Pacific Grove, California, went out there and celebrated how she had caused deliberate conflict between me and a family member. But you see, what these terrorists don't seem to understand is that I have been targeted for too many years, and I'm never backing down. Nobody is going to intimidate me or tell me what I'm supposed to do or that I'm supposed to let this go. When you go over there, and deliberately cause intentional conflict by attempting to play the innocent victim when you are the perpetrators of felonies and aggravated assault, invasion of privacy. You think I'm supposed to back down because you're trying to get me in trouble with a family member. I'm not a two-year-old child. I'm a grown fucking woman, and I'm never backing down to this domestic terrorist organization. And that includes every single civilian recruited member of this domestic terrorist organization. So now let me read you something. First, let's talk about how cults rewire the brain. And then I'm going to talk about understanding dark triad. It's the worst kind of, of psychopathology people can have. And they're so far gone that they actually believe a target who they know that they're targeting And they try to deflect it as if there's something wrong with the person who's calling them out on the shit that they're involved with. And they think they're going to intimidate you into silence. These people are the epitome of delusional. So this was on a blog at Huffington Post. This was posted uh, 2013. It was by Michael D. Um, how cults rewire the brain. A neuroscientist told me that she is pleased by the recent surge of interest in the brain, but concerned because sometimes speculative theorizing is passed off as knowledge. This is especially so in the area of cults, where even the traditional psychological research base is limited. As assumption, an assumption of modern science is that every mental event is connected to the brain and or other biological processes. If so, why bother with neurological speculation, especially in such an 
under-researched area as cult? Why not restrict our focus to more accessible mental events and stick with familiar psychological models? The answer is that sometimes psychological models cannot account for what we observe. There was a time, for example, when psychological models tried to explain schizophrenia. Although life events and internal psychological experiences may influence the behavior or of schizophrenics, we now know that biological autonomous processes underlie the disorder. Schizophrenia is not caused by the schizo- schizophrenogenic mother. Are there phenomena with the cultic studies field that we might better understand if we consider brain research and theorizing to come to mind? One, susceptibility to influence and to trauma. We are influenced by a cacophony of external and internal events every moment of our lives. Some forms of influence, however, are systematic and directed by human beings pursuing strategic strategic strategies designed to induce us to behave, think, or feel as they wish. For example, advertising, propaganda, hypnosis, and some forms of engineered cult conversion. Different people will respond differently to the same influence strategy. Even in tightly uh, choreographed influence scenarios such as the Moonies recruitment of, of the 1970s, most people do not respond as the influence would like. Why, for example, do some recruits wind up fundraising for Reverend Moon after a few weeks of indoctrination while others don't? Perhaps an unknown percentage of the converts, quote-unquote, have brains that are wired in a way that makes them less able to resist the indoctrination strategies of the group. There is, for example, a body of research that suggests that hypnotic susceptibility may, to a degree, be an inborn trait. Perhaps that susceptibility has a biological component that must be considered in order to understand fully why A becomes a convert and not B. Perhaps other forms of susceptibility to influence may have biological components. For example, the capacity to think critically in environments that purposefully overstimulate the brain. Some tantalizing research exists, but some more investigation is needed before we will be able to speak with scientific authority. Another promising area of neurological research is trauma. Trauma, of course, is by no means limited to cult situations. However, those who have worked clinically with former members report significant levels of trauma among former cult members and especially among those born or raised in cultic groups. Increasing evidence suggests that experiencing trauma affects brain structure and function. So I've been traumatized, but you don't see me a part of a fucking cult. Because, see, I have this thing called critical thinking skills unlike the vast majority of perpetrators who are recruited and indoctrinated into the state, corporate, and academia-sponsored, sanctioned, and covered-up domestic terrorist organization. I look at other things and source my material. I don't just go along with the program, although they can make me when they zap the shit out of my brain. But that's not willing. That's coercion. Increasing evidence suggests that experiencing trauma affects brain structure and function. These changes may better account for maladaptive behavior such as preserving an action that continues to produce painful outcomes than psychological models. For example, the person unconsciously wants pain and suffering. A forthcoming issue of our organization's magazine, ICFA Today, will include an interesting essay, Why Cults Are Harmful. Neurobiological Speculations on Interpersonal Trauma by Dr. Donnie Whitsett of the University of Southern California School of Social Work. Dr. Whitsett suggests that those born or raised in severe cultic environments may develop maladaptive mental templates or what attachments researcher John Balby called internal working models of attachment. These templates which are thought to be based at least partly in brain structures developed early in life may affect some cult children throughout their adult lives. Let me close with the note of caution. Neuroscience is and ought to be a science. 
scientists propose theories with empirically testable hypotheses, theories with hypotheses that stand up under empirical testing gain credibility. But the theories are always provisional and never proved. This is especially so with theories of human behavior because so many interacting factors affect everything that we do. Brain factors may help account for certain phenomena that psychological theories cannot explain. However, brain behavior research is still in its infancy, if not. Um, so he, this was in 2013, but we all know that there, uh, especially the um, DARPA, the Defense Advanced Research Project Agency, has weaponized neuroscience and neurotechnology. What, you, what, what a lot of the perpetrators don't understand is that under the narrative networks that they solicited for universities, private security, you know, other firms, uh, private corporate uh, investors, was to build these networks. First, you use handlers to go out into communities, and then you create a narrative, a negative false light narrative about an individual. Then what you do is you, you see how to get the individuals to become radicalized and will be willing to commit indiscriminate acts of violence against a person that they set up, a scapegoat. All of these individuals believe that they're doing what they do because somehow it's a noble cause. They think that what they do is right because they don't use their critical thinking skills and they have far more access to the ability to really reason things out before you start committing indiscriminate acts of violence against another human being. And that's exactly Trish and Sean at 420 Early in Pacific Grove, California. They are so indoctrinated into this domestic terrorist organization that they, they think that they're absolutely innocent. But what they are are maladjusted individuals that come together you know, like birds of a feather. And they allowed themselves to be indoctrinated by handlers. But what it doesn't give them the right to do is to try to impugn my character and credibility because I'm telling the truth. And they are trying to deflect their guilt by making it look like I've done something to them. I don't have access to directed energy weapons. I don't have access to weaponized technologies that monitor within the privacy of my living space. I don't have access to a group of people who exploit other innocent people so that they can make themselves feel better. I am not a part of a group of sociopaths and psychopaths and narcissists who get off on the exploitation and privacy of somebody else's life. But they do. They think it's a one big fucking joke. But let me tell you something. Innocence doesn't come over and try to cause conflict between family members. Guilt does. I have a house. I have a door. That's where you knock if you have a problem. You don't try to drag other people into it to try to make yourself look innocent while trying to, what, make the victim look guilty? Well, that's a typical and tactical perpetrator operation. And anybody with any common sense, would have said the same thing. Why didn't she just go and say that to her? Why does she have to cause all this problem with her family member? Because that's the intent. It's first-degree, premeditated, malicious intent to cause conflict, division. That is not innocence that acts upon it. That is pure and concentrated guilt. So now let's start talking about the dark triad because, see, maladjusted people are the ones who are susceptible to cult behavior and cultish groups. Normal people don't spend their time trying to destroy other people's lives. But she is such a psychopath that she can look and act as if she's innocent. And I looked right through her and I never wavered. You are a perpetrator. You are a part of a domestic terrorist organization. I am never going to change that opinion. You are a perpetrator. You are a part of a domestic terrorist organization. <clears throat> so this is from Gizmodo, and this is, um, oh, I'm sorry, I'll play that after. They actually were able to record the sonic, uh, 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 the acoustics 
of one of the devices that were utilized in Cuba that caused biological harm using a directed energy acoustic weapon, a sonic weapon, that caused physical, biological, and neurological damage to the people they were blasting it to. But I'll talk about that after because I want to talk about understanding dark triads. This is from Health Guidance, uh, Health Guidance for Better Health, Understanding the Dark Triad Personality Disorder by Adam Sinicki, Psychology. I don't have a date on this one. It says, if ever there was an ominous-sounding personality disorder, it would probably be the dark triad personality disorder. And indeed, this is a disorder that is probably just as ominous as it sounds. Also, in keeping with the name, this disorder is actually characterized by three separate traits. These are narcissism, Machiavellianism, and psychopathy. Actually, psychopathy and sociopathy are now called antisocial personality disorders, and that's what these guys have. You're, most of your perpetrators are borderline or full-blown in one of the dark triads, and most of them are raging narcissists. That's why it's so easy for them to lie in other people's faces. She is an absolute pathological lying narcissist. Those possessing all three of these qualities can be considered to have dark personalities in that they may appear to be malevolent, okay? So why didn't you come knock on my door? If you really were innocent and you really, really sincerely wanted to have a truce, you'd come and knock on my door. When you're attempting to cause first-degree premeditated with a malicious intent to cause conflict, division, and problems for that person, then you do what she did, which was not to walk away when I said, I don't want anything to do with you guys but to continue to go on to try to make it look like she was so innocent. That's someone who's got a personality disorder that couldn't walk away when someone told them that they don't want anything to do with them. That person wanted to drag somebody else into it to try to get them on their side. You see, that's what part of the recruitment process is. How many people can you recruit to hate the target? How many lives... Can you, how many other people's lives do you destroy in order to destroy the target? How many innocent people do you drag into it just so that they will become radicalized and be willing to either shut them down, not talk to that person, isolate that person? Now, what kind of nice, normal people do that if you want to have a truth? Evil, vile, malicious, sadistic people do what Trish did. So those possessing all three of these qualities can be considered to have dark personalities in that they may appear to be malevolent. It is generally understood that those people who score highly on these separate measures are more likely to commit crimes, inflict social distress on others, and create problems for broader organizations. So, in, so remember, they don't have a problem causing conflict, Right? They don't have a problem causing social distress on others, right, to try to socially isolate me in the neighborhood. See, normal people don't do things like that. Trish did that. This is particularly true for for those characters find themselves in leadership positions or indoctrinating the minds of innocent children, like at King Middle School. Breaking it down, to better understand the dark triad personality disorder as a whole, it makes sense to begin by looking at how each of the traits are expressed on their own. Those displaying narcissistic qualities, then, are more likely to demonstrate grandiosity, pride, egoism, and a lack of empathy. Well, that's what she did, right? I'm so innocent. I'm so good. Look at me. You've known me for so long. I'm such an innocent person. I would never do something like that. I've never committed a crime, really, because I've been tortured for fucking years since I've been living here, and you had, you had knowledge, and you actively participated, and you haven't committed a crime? That's bullshit. Your husband, Sean, doesn't have access to my internet connection that you guys filter through my paperwork? Fuck you. <clears throat> Narcissism can be described as self-love, 
These are people who value themselves highly and put themselves above others. They tend to be vain and may also demonstrate arrogance or even delusional grandeur. Well, that sounds about right. I'm so innocent. I believe that I'm innocent. Look it through my eyes. Don't I look so innocent? That was Trish. And I looked right into her. Dark as shit can be. Machiavellianism, meanwhile, is characterized by the manipulation and exploitation of other people. So here we go, Machiavellianism. She exploited me in order to cause conflict between me and my family. Okay? If she really cared about what she was doing, she would have knocked on my front door. She goes over to the neighbors to try to get them all, all riled up so that they'll also feel the same way. They're exploiting and manipulating other people to see things their way. The handlers do that all the time. They manipulated and exploited me in order to get them to believe that they, were act, that they had a right to do the things that they've done to me, the vandalism that continues to happen to my vehicle. So again, Machiavellianism, meanwhile, is characterized by the manipulation and exploitation of other people. The term comes from the famous writer Machiavelli, who most famous, whose most famous text, The Prince, exists today as one of the premier treaties on psychological warfare and manipulation. So psychological warfare and manipulation is a part of a military tactical operation. They have deployed and executed United States military operations on American soil, and they're using every fucking American they can get their hands on as their fucking melting pot for experimentation. They proved in city after city, state after state, that they could radicalize people who claim that they could never be radicalized into committing indiscriminate acts of violence against an unarmed, defenseless, innocent human being by setting that person up and scapegoating them. And that would be me and other targeted victims who have all come forward to the proper authorities at the local, state, and federal level, non-government organizations, lawyer after lawyer and law firm after motherfucking law firm. <clears throat> Those who can be classified. So again, the term, so let me go back because I want to repeat this because they're exploiting me. And that's exactly what Trish was doing. She was exploiting me to make herself look innocent while trying to make me look guilty. So she meets the first group, narcissist. Now she meets the second group, Machiavellianism. This is considered the worst of the worst in psychopathologies. So Machiavellianism, meanwhile, is characterized by the manipulation and exploitation of other people. So she tried to manipulate and ex exploit me and then manipulate my relative. The term comes from the famous writer Machiavelli, Machiavelli who, whose most famous text, The Prince, exists today as one of the premier treaties on psychological warfare and manipulation. Those who can be classified as having Machiavellian personalities will be more likely to manipulate others to get their own ends, to use people in relationships, and to happily trample on others to get, ahead, to get ahead. So what did she do? Her Machiavellian personalities will be more likely to manipulate others, right, trying to get my cause to get mad at me, trying to proclaim that she's innocent, causing division and conflict. <clears throat> to get, uh, <clears throat> I'm sorry, Machiavellian personalities will, will be more likely to manipulate others to get their own ends, right? So why did she come? Why did she come here? Oh, she wanted to go over there because she wanted to manipulate and try to get that person on her side, which would be a relative of mine, and cause conflict between the relative and myself. That is not innocence. That is pure and concentrated evil. to use people in relationship and to happily trample on others to get ahead. Well, she wants to rise in the, the, the cult. So depending on how many people you can get on your side, it's like a big old-ass pyramid scheme. Let's see how many people I can get recruited into my fold to believe that I'm the innocent person and that target is bad. 
Let's see how many people we can radicalize so that they will commit indiscriminate acts of violence against a scapegoated set-up target. Look at all the fucking scratches on my car every time I go out. That's indiscriminate acts of violence. Finally, psychopathy is characterized by impulsively antisocial behavior, callousness, and a lack of empathy and remorse. So she doesn't feel any remorse that she's involved, like her husband or her boyfriend, Sean. They have absolutely no remorse that they are involved with targeting someone in their neighborhood. And that goes along with other perpetrators that have been recruited in these neighborhoods by this domestic terrorist organization. They feel absolutely no remorse. This is closely related to sociopathy and generally involves a lack of regard for others or consideration for their feelings. So she didn't care about my feelings. She didn't want the truth. She wanted to create conflict between my relative and myself. Why would you want to break up somebody's family? Oh, that's right. Because you're a psychopath. You have no empathy. This is closely related to sociopathy and generally involves a lack of regard for others or consideration for their feelings. Psychopaths are more likely to break rules or hurt others if it means getting what they want. So what did she, she didn't give a shit about me. She didn't give a shit about the truth. Trish only wanted to create the division and she thinks she's going to win, but she doesn't know that she's losing. That's why she had to do what she had to do because she was told that it's time to try to break her up from her family. What does it mean? Note that none of these traits on their own is enough to make someone a bad person. And even when all three are present, this doesn't always lead to criminal or even truly antisocial behavior. In fact, there are many psychopaths in positions of power and responsibility. Many CEOs, politicians, and other prominent figures find themselves rising to the the top of their respective hierarchies to take on leadership roles and to bring about a lot of social change, positively for the greater good. It's also important to note that people exhibiting these traits might find themselves at different points on the spectrum. Many people can be considered a little vain, which is not to say that they're going to make a bid for world domination. Nevertheless, the likelihood of someone exhibiting all, uh, all these traits committing a crime is higher than it is for others. This makes sense when you consider that they are people who put their own needs above others believe they are more important than others, are highly driven and ambitious, have no concern for the welfare of those around them, and are willing to do what it takes to achieve their goal. So they get these guys radicalized to believe you need to get this person out of your neighborhood. And they will commit all kinds of shady-ass shit from theft to vandalism to torture to stalking to invasion of privacy to exploitation of privately held information. And when you have no empathy for that individual, then you are a sociopath. You are a narcissist. When you do something with premeditated malicious intent, like Trish did today, Trish and Sean at 420, Early Avenue, Pacific Grove, California. When you utilize that and you attempt to make yourself look innocent by trying to impugn the character and credibility of someone else, to try to manipulate someone to go on your side and turn against someone, that is not innocence. That is pure and concentrated guilt. And I will stand behind this. If that person was sincere they would have knocked on my door at my house. It's a real simple premise. It doesn't take rocket science. It doesn't even take a lot of critical thinking skills. It's basic common sense. But when you're out there with a malicious intent to create division and conflict, then you're not doing something because you want a truth. Your intent was to cause harm. That's someone in the dark triad. And that's why 
the, her and her so-called husband are great recruits for this domestic terrorist organization because they look like the all-American white family couple that would never do anything to anyone. They're the most vicious and malicious of them all. And it's been proven. Indeed, many stereotypical antagonists from fictions would like, likely be diagnosed with the dark triad personality disorder. Your Dr. Doom, Dr. Uh, Darth Vader's, and Wicked Witches would all trick many, tick many of these boxes, the dark triad in the real world. So do you know anyone? Hell yeah, I know a lot of people that are like that. Because I've, I've been all over, and I've seen them all, and I recognize them all. And I have razor-sharp instincts, and I call it like I see it. And Trish and Sean are as guilty as motherfucking shit. The dark triad in the real world. So do you know anyone, or are you likely to have encountered anyone who would fall into this category? As mentioned, psychopathy correlates with success in many workplaces, and this is also true to some extent for the other triadic personality traits. To see the book, Office Politics, How to Thrive in a World of Lying, Backstabbing, and Dirty Tricks. Just as the dark triad can be indicative of success in the workplace, it is also suggested that it may be adaptive as a mating strategy. Studies have shown that those who exhibit the dark triad of personality traits report having more sexual partners and are more willing to participate in casual sex. That said, studies also show that they are generally less picky when it comes to choosing sexual partners. Even more interesting is that studies show a correlation between dark triadic traits and attractiveness. That is to say that people who exhibit dark triadic personality traits are generally rate rate as being more attractive at first sight, which is untrue because you know what? When I look at them, they're as ugly as shit because they're as dirty as shit. And it don't matter how good you look. If your insights are corrupted and dark and dirty, like Sean and Trisha's, it don't matter how what you think you look like, you're still ugly. It, <clears throat> alternatively, it might be that those with triadic qualities present themselves in a different way, perhaps exhibiting an air of confidence. She tried to do that, and it was like, it ain't working, bitch. That's why I kept looking at her saying, you're a perpetrator. And you can look at me any way you want to, and you can try to call me any name you think you need to, but you're a perpetrator, and you are a part of a domestic terrorist organization. And I'm not changing that opinion. Uh, those with triadic personality traits are generally inclined towards a false life strategy, a fast life strategy. That they, these are people who, high, who are highly impulsive, who are risk takers, and who have little regard for the consequences to themselves or others. It has also been speculated that people who identify as Internet trolls may indeed be more likely than other members of the population to have dark personality traits. They may also exhibit signs of sadism. And those guys are always in my Internet connection. Because you see, what's, what's wrong with the perpetrator community and when the organized crime and when they start targeting the wrong people, you'll be able to tell who they are because they're such narcissistic egomaniacs that they are loud and they cheer each other on. They feed each other. So they, whenever they do something wrong, they always pat themselves on the back very loudly and it gives them away. So if you're ever looking for perpetrators in your neighborhood, those will be the people who congratulate themselves enough because they're raging narcissists. That's another thing that you recognize with this domestic terrorist organization. They're fucking perpetrators don't know how to keep their fucking mouth shut. So again, internet trolls. Well, we know about that because targets get that all the time. So it has also been speculated that people who identify as internet trolls may need to be, that may indeed be more likely than other members of the population to have dark personality traits. They may also exhibit signs of statism. So they get off on watching you be miserable. These people were sitting there, patting themselves on the back and getting off. 
because they saw that that they created conflict. That that bitch created conflict with my family. That sadistic behavior. That's not normal. It has also been speculated that bullying and therefore dark triad traits could be linked to internet trolling. What to do if you meet a dark personality? So what do you do if you meet someone who shows these traits? Best is likely to avoid them as far as possible. So that's what I do. I don't look at I don't talk to them. I don't have anything to say to people like that because they're guilty. Period. So you try to stay away from them, but they want to cause conflict, so they come towards you, and they keep doing shit. You're trying to live your life and mind your business, but they got to be up in your business like she did today. That's a dark personality. That person doesn't have light in them. It's all pure and concentrated darkness. They can project the image of being innocent, but they're not. But... When that's not possible, just remember that these people are not, yes, they are evil. They're not evil, and none of this means that they don't also have positive qualities. In fact, according to some theories, many of these traits are actually a sign of insecurity or a lack of self-esteem. Narcissism, for example, is believed to be a defense mechanism adopted by those who feel they aren't getting the love they crave from others. Their remaining recourse, then, is to turn inwards and provide the love to themselves. They project an image of great confidence and even believe it themselves. But actually, they, this may be their way of hiding a serious insecurity. Next time you encounter dark personalities, just remember that they're probably quite lonely and perhaps they're just looking for some appreciation. So anyway, that's the end of the article. But what it is is that you know people who are dark don't go out and try to cause conflict and division in neighborhoods, with family members, with co-workers, with friends, even with strangers. Strangers come up to my car and believe they have a right to vandalize it. They don't know me. I don't know them. I spot it, I see it, and I keep away from it. But they just keep coming at you. I'm not the one who's not normal. I mind my own business until you get up in my business like you did today. Then I have to record a show and put it in the public domain to make sure that down the road, Trish and Sean are investigated for being a part of a domestic terrorist organization and that the Monterey Unified School District looks into this person to make sure she is not indoctrinating these children to become haters like she is. Because normal people don't try to cause conflict. You stay away from them. But when you come at me or you do shit to me, I'm going to come back at you. And I have chosen to use my words as weapon. And I will talk shit about people who actively participate within this nationwide network of cult-driven, indoctrinated sleeper cells for the state. It's a real simple premise. But when you think you're trying to be rational and you do what you did, I'm going to call you out on your fucking bullshit. Trish at 420 Birdley Avenue in Pacific Grove, California. You're not a master of the game. You're an indoctrinated minion that they manipulate and use. But what you don't have are critical thinking skills. And what you don't have is the right to interfere somebody else's life. And when you do that, you will be called on it. But when you think that you can act like you're innocent after all the shit that you motherfuckers have done and try to come across the street instead of come to my door, you proved who you are. You should have never done that. Should have never done that. Because I'm never going to stop now 
until I see your motherfucking bitch ass in goddamn prison where it belongs. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.